Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Jake Bakoven. Hello and welcome to the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Coligan Water. Here on 93.7 The Ticket, myself and Nick Sainert, getting you through the next hour, leading you up to On the Block, uh, where we will welcome in Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet for another day of great action here on The Ticket. Um, kind of a, somewhat of a slow news day. I, I think I'm getting a little bit... Uh, Maybe we're ju- we've just been uh, overloaded with so much news lately um, that uh, a day like this uh, it just feels like I have to be creative and find my own topics. I hate it, Nick. What is this? <laughs> I, you're, you're right. I'm looking at your hat. Is it a Fox College football hat? It is a Fox College football hat. Where did you get something like that? Big fan of Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I, Joel Klatt's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. but um, They're really good. I... Uh, I work in TV a little bit behind the scenes the last couple of years. Not, I didn't get it quite up to Joel Klatt's uh, seat, but uh, they did let me work there for a little bit. So oh, cool. Whenever you work, usually they, they've got a nice little uh, take-home gift for you at the end. Nice. So, uh, that's where that comes from. But it is my favorite hat because it's unique. You don't see a whole lot of these around here. I talked to Klatt while I was down in Oklahoma on the sideline before, way before the game. And, and that guy is so much fun to talk college football with just because he – he does it in a different way and he, he like analyzes it and he's able to kind of not teach. That's not the right word, but talk about it in a different way to where you don't know, like Nebraska, for example, it's wild to to think about how much preparation those guys have to do each week for their game. They're covering to talk about it. Oh, yeah. And it's really, really cool. I love, I love Joel cloud quite a bit. Actually. He's awesome. Yeah. I think he's, uh, he's right up there. Would you say that he's the face of college football? I can't remember who I had this argument with, but Ooh. I, I kind of said that and I thought, ah, oh, maybe Herb street. And then, uh, and then people were kind of started to kind of question who would be the face of college football. Usually. And maybe it's, it's the coach, maybe it's Nick Saban. Right. But if you're talking about from the broadcast booth. Oh, I think, I think Herbert, Herb, Herbert, Justin Herb Herbert. Street, still? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> if Kirk, I think Kirk Herbstreet's taken a little bit of a hit because yeah. I think ESPN's taken a little bit of a hit. Yeah, I think Fox has slowly started to pass up ESPN in terms of broadcasting. For me personally, I, I think so as well. But like, I, I, I enjoy Fox Big Noon Kickoff more than I enjoy College Game Day now. Do you really? I do. Especially, I, I do miss them having Urban Meyer on there. Yeah, he's a great Urban, Mi- Urban Meyer was great before he took the Jags job. Um, he was fantastic. He Bob, might be back. <laughs> he might be back. Bob Stoops also, I mean, Bob Stoops isn't horrible at all. I, I mean, it, it was fine. Um, yeah, I, I like Fox Big Noon kickoff more than I like. And they took Tom Rinaldi from ESPN. Yeah. Fox Sports did. And ESPN lost Maria Taylor, who was very good. Went to NBC Sports, so I, I think ESPN's taken quite a big hit. Uh, now I'm thinking, now I'm blanking on the name. What's the uh, the former Colts punter that kind of gets forced into every broadcast all the time now? Pat McAfee, the yeah, Pat McAfee. Yeah, they were like forcing him on College Game Day there mm-hmm. for a minute too. I don't know if they still well, do. He's he's on there, and Mike Golick Jr. is on there, I believe, and he's he's fine. But like, I used to be a big fan of David Pollock. Oh yeah, and I really I like, like I really Pollock. like David Pollock. 
but as as the whole show, I I enjoy Fox Big Noon Kickoff more than College Desmond Game Howard Day. started to rub you the wrong way. I don't know. It wasn't even that. It was just kind of <laughs> like the the way that Fox. I think a big part of it was Urban Meyer, and he would break down plays and do stuff like that. Um, ESPN College Game Day got really sentimental. It felt like for me a little too much for me personally. It just got a little. It, it got too much. Um, the stories went on and on forever. Yeah, and it, not so it much was, breaking down was, the games. It was less about breaking down the games and getting you ready for the games. It was more, all right, what are some really cool and angles of stories from the one game that we're covering tonight? Well, and yeah, and then both both networks obviously do. For years, it was kind of a complaint that that they're not paying enough attention to the SC or to the Big Ten or to Nebraska. Yep. Uh, and partial of that is true because they're previewing the games that they have coming up, and they don't have didn't have too many of those games. So Fox kind of squares in on the those games so if you like the big 10 definitely the, you know uh, big noon kickoff is is probably the way to go um i still i mean i grew up with lee corso so as long as lee corso is yeah. still out there i love the, i mean the ending for the predictions uh, that's that's, that's the, really good that's still the spot that they have yeah nobody ownership in. nobody can cover that or take that away from them i think and and part of it could also be i had just had a really really tough experience with uh with college game day when it came to town here yeah college game day was not not fun <laughs> Uh, when, when College game day was fun. I've told, yeah, I've told that story, but the I've told that story on air. But the college game day experience was not enjoyable. Um, Why is that? I didn't okay, hear it. so okay, so briefly, we get out there ten forty five the morning before the Friday before college game days here, Ohio State. I'm a freshman in college, and uh, anyway, we were camping out the day before the camp out leading up to the game. A blast. Then we, st- I mean, stayed up all night. They they brought out. I mean, there was music. There was domino. Like it was it was a blast. Yeah. They they did it really really well, and it was one of those things where at five or no, it was at th- like four forty five in the morning on Saturday. Somebody just yells, "They're open," <laughs> and the gates because everybody thought the gates opened up. Yeah, and so we're all camping out, and I'm like tenth in line, right? Well, we open like everybody starts to run towards college game day, and. There was obviously nothing going on. And so then once everybody just kind of got into a big giant cluster, everybody realized that somebody flat out lied about the gates being open. (laughs) And so everybody's just stuck. We were stuck. And then people started chucking those little hostess donuts and monsters just across the way. Why? And just because that's that's college students. Yeah, very cool. Just chucking the chocolate hostess donuts and uh, chucking bread and milk and monster energy drinks. Just so in, you got that all over you, and so there was literally this thing where people you would you would hear somebody go shields up, okay. I'm <laughs> yes. not I'm not making yes. this up, and you would take your college game day sign, put it above your head, <laughs> so that you don't get hit with a monster. And on my sign, I kid you not, I had to throw away my Brutus sign because it had monster running down this the back of it yeah. because a monster a bottle a can of monster drilled my what's my your Brutus sign say nothing it, it got taken away so because oh, you could, I could yeah. I, they didn't let me bring it <laughs> they took it away <laughs> they took it away that's awesome they took it away that's an awesome story you should like college game day more that's the experience no, you want no, if you go to horrible. college game day it was horrible we were all stuck and literally people on top of each other for about three hours until game day opened up worst experience of my life the the camping out part was great well you didn't get any sleep either because I, I worked that event too yes. and I was like the call time was like 4 30 yep. everybody was, and the crowd was out there yelling at that time yes. it was crazy like the, the experience the atmosphere was was all right once college game day started getting going 
But everybody was so fed up with how the last three hours before that went went down when you were on top of people and there were people bumping it like bad. And like I, I like people. It was it was so bad. And people chucking, like I said, the hostess donuts and the monsters. Yeah. And it's just there was old dominoes. Like so pizza was being chucked like across like full pizzas. We're just being frisbee. How'd they do that? Where it's so, like why'd they have all the free pizza? And and there's people like it's it's just wild. I <laughs> worst experience in my life. So that's a crazy story though. That actually makes that's very good radio there. I like that. Um Okay, time out. Mask texture. Sounds like your execution on game day sucked. No. My group of like five of us, we we did great. We camped out the day before. Everything was fine. We were going to be tenth in line. We were like, yeah, we're going to get in the pit. Let's go. We'll we'll stand up. Everything like this. Well, then, everyone everybody just ran and rushed the the gate when it wasn't even open. Everything that we had been doing from ten a.m. the morning before to three forty-five or four forty-five in the morning on Saturday just went away because it was just a giant cluster. So you guys didn't get so, prime position. No, we got we got towards the back. We got in the pit, but like we got towards the back of the pit. Yeah. And I'm like, this is un- this is stupid because now everybody's <laughs> signs are high up. My sign got taken away. <laughs> everybody's sign is, is but you being kept, held up. I have pictures you got of your my sign view. taken away because of what it was said on there. It not didn't even because... say anything bad. It just said something about it Bur- Brutus burning or whatever. <laughs> so it, it didn't even it didn't even say anything that bad. There were more signs that got in. Oh that yeah, weren't, that were that were worse. There were shut up simple signs. Yes, that day. Yeah. yes, there were worse signs, much worse. And the guy that I went through to check the sign, make sure he re- it was okay, just said no, and he bent it in half in front of me. Oh after man. I worked on it. And it was it was just so stupid because the guy in front, the people in front of me had these giant signs holding them up. And I have a picture of my view, and you can't see anything except this white piece of paper that's somebody holding their sign in front of me. (laughs) So it's just the best part of college game day when you're there is during the stories or during the commercial breaks is because everybody has their sign down and you can see everything. There's nothing to – I mean, you can just see the crowd. It's great. (laughs) They do have those nets. I like how they put those nets up in front of the guys to make sure nobody's throwing pizza or donuts at them as well. Yeah, you could have happened there. I was like, what is going on? Do you give any credit uh, to David Pollock? He he called out this year, at the beginning of the year, he said, Alabama's going to beat Georgia in the SEC title game. Georgia's going to win. But he's a forward Georgia alum, so he says that often. (laughs) So So I don't know if I give him too much credit for picking Georgia to win the national championship. So it was kind of, yeah, yeah, I I give credit to him because I think he's really honest and he's really smart as well, obviously. Yeah. But funny story about David Pollock. So the guy is like a giant health freak, mm-hmm. and which I guess you kind of have to be or have to be. But um, I was st- I went and just walked around because I was one of those freak college students. I was like, oh my gosh, college game day's here, right? And yeah. Kirk Herbstreet was doing interviews, and I was like standing on the outside, like watching Kirk Herbstreet talk and everything. And I'm like, this is sweet. Well, David Pollock comes out, and they they pull him up in like the. Uh, Cadillac or whatever they brought him up in and he's just like first thing he, that comes out of his mouth is where's the nearest gym he's like I have to go get a lift so they brought they took him to the student rec center to lift <laughs> David Pollock David Pollock sick. lifted in the UNL rec center that is pretty the cool. day that they they arrived he he and Gene Wojanowski went to the call the campus rec center <laughs> to uh to go get a lift in right after they got to Lincoln that's cool usually you think of like maybe athletes or you know I, I know when like the wrestlers come to town you can spot them at gym sometimes yeah. but <laughs> David Pollock David Pollock the broadcast yeah, David Pollock and Gene Wojanowski just go get some work in yeah so it was it was a wild wild couple days there on that, that is, Friday Saturday 
Saturday. That is cool, though. I like that story. I think everybody, hopefully everybody's got probably not quite as good a story as that, but a cool college game day story uh, as they haven't come uh, too often. I was very upset this last year. The one thing that I, I you know, I'm wearing the Fox hat, but <laughs> Big Noon, I, I was like, Big Noon Saturday's coming. Okay, the yeah. Nebraska-Ohio State game. It was it was weird because Nebraska wasn't very good. Uh, I got into that game for 10 bucks. Never thought I'd get into a Nebraska game, let alone a Nebraska game against a top 10 opponent like Ohio State for 10 bucks. but I did. So, I mean, that tells you kind of the vibe around Lincoln. I understand yeah. that. But they didn't bring anybody. Like, Big Noon Saturday yeah. was here, and in quotation marks, but – they didn't come. They stayed at the, They stayed back in studio, and they didn't do that very often throughout the season. I was yes. appalled. I was like, Lincoln, I don't care what happens. Lincoln, Nebraska will put on a show for you. We'll get excited. We'll get a bunch of people down there. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a very cool environment. If you're going to come, um, to you know, if you're going to have, you know, big noon Saturday mm-hmm. or big noon kickoff, um, at in Lincoln, travel, bring yeah. some people. It was interesting. So in Oklahoma. The, the gate for the media opened up like at 8 a.m. or whatever, so we were able to get in at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., 9 a.m. Well, I walked around at like 7.30. My buddies and I went down to Norman, and we were walking around, and, and the, the Sooner Schooner was out there walking around the stadium before the game, which was really cool to see in person and, and up close. Hey, don't did, say that did about not, the Sooners. Did, did not tip over. Yeah. But they, like, the night before, nobody was camping out, but they had everything set up. And I was like, okay, so... Norman's not like Lincoln where people aren't camping out for big noon kickoff. Like if like if it was in Lincoln, no, you think it's a little different than college game day. It is it is different, but it's still starting to get a bigger crowd. Yeah. It feels like. And so when we were walking around, I mean that place was popping though with with, you know, Brady Quinn and, and all those guys down there. Bob Stoops obviously a big part of that yeah. one. Um but they had Fox Big Noon kickoff kickoff set up outside the stadium. And it was it was packed the morning of the game. It was it was yeah. actually really cool. It, it had more of an organized college game day feel, organized. Yeah, that's what so. I that's uh, that's why I'm so appalled by it is because most it is weeks stupid. they did they went to, to the location of their big game, and you know it they they don't always draw the best games. I mean, no. and, and Nebraska State probably fit in that category, um, and and they were kind of coming off a few weeks of like middle of the road Big Ten games that they had, but still. Um, I was like looking all like I was walking around like we obviously had the ticket tailgate show. Um, I was like, man, we got to compete with Big Noon today. Let's yeah. see what kind of crowd. <laughs> I was like, it didn't notice a difference other than Ohio State. It still was weird, man. I that that game. Um, obviously, it was kind of to the point that was before I believe the uh, the vote of confidence came in from mm-hmm. from uh, the athletic department. Um, Trev Alberts, obviously. And so it was kind of like <laughs> I remember DP saying on the on the show uh, on the uh, ticket tailgate show that it feels like a funeral because there was no energy. It was like everybody was there, you know, everybody still showed yeah. up, but it was kind of like everybody knew what was going to happen. You're going to go to the loss, and then again, of course, Nebraska made a game out of it, which was which was very cool, and, and the energy showed back up in Lincoln. Um, but pregame, there was not much much juice to it. So that was kind of a, that was kind of a different experience. Again, a lot of things that I didn't think I'd see uh, say for that Nebraska Ohio state matchup, but that was still a pretty cool game to go to. Um, Let's get into this. Uh, I, I've got a few topics here for the ticket tell. Or well, this isn't the ticket tell. <laughs> this is the water show, baby. We're back. <laughs> ticket water cool. Yeah, let, let's just keep. Let's roll the ticket <laughs> pregame show it. until August, I suppose. <laughs> um, no, the t- uh, ticket water cooler. Uh, I did want to bring this up too because it's kind of something to maybe you could plan for. Uh, Ninety three seven. The ticket is proud to partner with Coligan of Lincoln. Actually, at the Nebraska Builders Home and Garden Show, February eleventh through uh, the thirteenth. That's a Friday through Sunday next weekend at the Lancaster Event Center. We'll 
We'll be set up at Culligan's booth and doing our shows on Friday from 3 to 6 on location, including this show. So the Home and Gardens uh, hours are Friday 1 to 9 uh, p.m., Saturday 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., and Sunday 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Admission admission is just 8 bucks for adults and 7 with a non-perishable, non-expired food item for the Food Bank of Lincoln. So also doing some good there. Free admission for children 12 and under. So maybe something to plan up for next weekend. Uh, Excited about that. um, I wanted to bring this up. Fort Worth Telegram's Mac Engel uh, had an article today. He believes Oklahoma could struggle in the SEC, much like the Huskers and their transition to the Big Ten. Uh, he made that correlation. He, he used this line in the article, so go yell at Mac Engel. He said, the Cornhuskers are the college football equivalent of the retiree who wears his high school letter jacket to try to pick up girls. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> because things obviously have not gone well for the Nebraska Athletic Department, um, or I should say men's, you know, football. He's talking about football. Basketball could be included in this conversation as well. Moving over to the Big Ten. Um, it's kind of weird to, to say that. Uh, I, I don't – and it, it kind of ties in with his belief that – Coach Lincoln Riley um, jettisoned out of Norman to go out to L.A. because he didn't believe they could compete in the SEC. Uh, I think most people have more, much more of a fear for Texas when they go because mm-hmm. Texas is struggling with the likes of Kansas, and so that's going to be a little bit, bit more, more difficult when you play you know, Texas A&M and Georgia and all those guys. Um, Oklahoma's stood up pretty well. I don't know if that was part of the reason why Lincoln Riley left or not, but what, what it's, for what it's worth um, – OU's class, which uh, everybody's signing class, of course, signing day was yesterday, finished eighth uh, in the rankings. And if that holds, that's the highest ranking since 2019 and a higher ranking than any other class under Riley. So uh, a good start from Coach Venables. I know they lost a lot of guys in the transfer portal, including their two quarterbacks. But um, I don't know. I don't see Oklahoma. I see Oklahoma. being able to compete in the SEC, I don't. I don't see a big downer. The the, pro, the 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 reason why it's weird is that OU owns the Big Twelve. They will not yeah. own the SEC. Oklahoma State, Baylor, they fought for the, the championship this past year. But outside of that, Oklahoma has been winning just about every one of those titles since like the, the early two thousands. Yeah. Um, that's not going to happen in the SEC. I understand that, but I don't think Oklahoma gets lost and downgraded to what Nebraska's done in the Big Ten, certainly. And uh, and and you know, I, I I could just see them kind of being on that. N- not the Alabama stage, but maybe, you know, that next level, Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, where, you know, every couple of years, yeah. um, you know, I'm talking two or three years. I'm not saying wait all these years. Every other year, basically, they're a top six type of team. Are they able to beat Alabama? Like, that's that's yeah. going to be the – They struggle in their... the playoffs, too. They so have. that's against SEC teams. So that's – I that's think really that's a big uh, thought there, too. I just don't think that they're – I think they're prepared for the SEC. They, they can be battle-tested. Texas A&M has made, they made the transition fine. I think Oklahoma's been a better program than him than them at really any time in their program's history. Yeah, Texas um, A&M with the number one signing class yeah. in the country. So, I mean, I think Oklahoma will do fine once they go to the SEC. Um, this guy apparently doesn't and, uh, and takes pot shots at Nebraska in the middle of it because <laughs> But it's it's kind of sad that Nebraska is, um, after all the uh, all the transitional pieces, um, in a way it's it's complimentary to Nebraska, saying they once were something, mm-hmm. right? They once had um, all the glory, and they're they're a blue blood or whatever. Um, but in another way, it's sad that they're kind of the example of um, failure moving from conference to conference. What's interesting, in my opinion, is I think Oklahoma now is better set with a guy like Brent Venables at coach. Huh. A defensive-minded coach. I think that's – and I'm kind of thinking out loud here because yeah. that just kind of popped into my mind. But maybe they're set up better with Brent Venables as a coach being a defensive-minded head coach. 
because that's where I think that Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley has always struggled, right? Alex Grinch is not Dan Lanning at Georgia, right? And Oklahoma's defense has never been Georgia-esque or Alabama caliber. Um, They don't have a guy like Will Anderson Jr. at Alabama and stuff like that, where in the SEC you need one guy like that that is standing out above everybody else. So that's one one thought that for me personally is maybe they're going to be set up better defensively with a guy like Brent Venables at head coach because I don't think their offense will ever take a take a step back it's got to take a step back from Heisman you know putting up yeah three like, NFL quarterbacks Heisman guys I mean I Lincoln Riley what he did there was special well I mean what what he do what he do this year I mean Caleb Williams and and Spencer Rattler split the season and they didn't win the Heisman now Caleb Williams is obviously at USC and Spencer Rattler's not at Oklahoma but Dylan Gabriel was still one of the top three quarterbacks in the transfer portal at the beginning of the season when everybody was transferring. Not not when Jackson Dart and Caleb Williams were obviously in the mix, but when Dylan Gabriel was there, I mean, it was Spencer Rattler was out there, and uh, Missouri's guy was out there, and Miles Brennan was out there. They're like in the, in the heat of the quarterback transfer season portal area time mm-hmm. frame, I should say, he was still a top three option. And he was going to go to US, UCLA before Oklahoma came calling. Yeah, I mean, I think they're set up well with Dylan Gabriel. It's just I, I don't think I th- if you hold Lincoln Riley in the regard of being a top five offensive head football coach um, or, you know, just kind of offensive mind in college football, I don't think that's easy replaceable. I mean, I think they'll be solid, and you could be right overall. I mean, as far as getting an, a defensive coach in there, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, those are defensive-oriented guys. Um, and, and, and certainly Oklahoma, as they transition to the SEC, and remember, that might not be till 2025, if that. So yeah. uh, we're still talking about, you know, they'll be well underway uh, with their new coaching regime, or they might have a new one, you know, if they're known in college football these days. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it will be much more difficult to come by the, the gaudy numbers that they had in the Big 12 against Big 12 defenses than they will out in the SEC. And, and, and you know, defensive coaches um, are, are winning championships there. So, I mean, that that is certainly a possibility Oklahoma could be better suited there. I just don't fear too much them meshing in with the SEC. The drop-off, mm-hmm. again, to me, is the fact that they left a conference that they were absolutely dominating. Yeah. And then the other thing is, you know, I, I just don't buy the Oklahoma-Texas rivalry. It might be an on-field thing. They, they put the horns down. Really? Yeah, Oklahoma follows whatever Texas does. They're <laughs> they, they're tagging along. Who's the better program right now? I think Oklahoma's the better program, so but they don't have the better – they don't have the power. I mean – it, this goes back to obviously feeling some type of way about when Texas and, and the Southwestern Conference teams came in, and Oklahoma should have been standing with Nebraska, standing with the original Big Eight, and they just sided with Oklahoma on every or with Texas on everything. And then, you know, this year, like Texas, the big acquisition of the SEC, Oklahoma's just a tag along. Oh, you know, the, the, I, I just. I, I lose respect for that athletic department overall, and more so than anything, that rivalry, because they just follow along with whatever Texas says. So hate them as much as you want on the field. They own you off the field, and they control what you're going to do. So um, I don't see as much as a rivalry as, um, you know, just a a sad partnership that that makes me feel different about the rivalry, which used to be one of my favorites. So I want to do this while while we're thinking about it before we go to break. I want to give away a Beatrice Bakery Care Package. Oh, yeah. so this one, once again, you're always welcome to nominate uh, anybody that you would like to receive a care basket courtesy of Beatrice Bakery at the ticketfm.com. Hit the tab, fill out the application, or not the application, fill out the uh, form, and then we get an email and, and we're able to hook them up with some smiles and a, and a care basket courtesy of our good friends at Beatrice Bakery. 
So today, um, us here at the ticket would like to give away a Beatrice Bakery care basket to Adam, or excuse me, to Darren McLaughlin. Uh, he was nominated by Adam McLaughlin, and uh, Darren is a first responder and a military member. He says, tell us about your nominee. Darren is a tireless registered nurse who works at both Bryan Women's Health and Lincoln Pediatric Group. Both offices are shortly staffed, requiring their employees to pick up extra hours and fill in the gaps. The recent Omicron rise created a lot of sick patients and kids at the pediatric clinic. The stomach flu has also been spreading. Darren and her co-workers deserve a treat for her for their efforts during this difficult time. They are an essential employees in the healthcare world. Thank you for your consideration. Well, Adam, we will absolutely give it to Darren McLaughlin. Thank you for everything you do, and thanks to our uh, good friends at Beatrice Bakery for allowing us to do this every single day. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait because tomorrow uh, on on the block we'll be able to get that away absolutely. too. We love partnering with Beatrice Bakery to hand out smiles, and and when we hear those sort of things, I mean, it's just kind of the stories um, that that remind you how much work is being put through to you know to get us through these times. So, absolutely, uh, very cool stuff there. We will take a break uh, and uh, and come back. Back here on the Ticket Water Cooler. When we return, um, in honor of the Washington Commanders, uh, what is your least favorite college football rebranding attempt in uh, recent Ooh. years? We'll talk about that next here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket.